Welcome to Behind the Music, brought to you by the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra. Join us as we go behind the scenes with our talented musicians and guests to speak candidly about their musical journey and reveal interesting snippets about upcoming concerts. And now, here's your host, the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra music director and conductor, Fuad Fakuri. Welcome to this episode of Behind the Music. I'm your host, Fuad Fakuri. We are here today to talk about our upcoming concert with our guest artist, Mary Elizabeth Bowden, who will be performing with the WFSO on January 20th at Memorial Auditorium. Mary Elizabeth Bowden is an award-winning, internationally recognized classical trumpeter and assistant professor at Shenandoah Conservatory. We are extremely happy to have her with us today in Wichita Falls. Mary, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So Mary, just a few things as we as we begin uh, talking about the concert and what's coming up. Can you just give us a little bit of an, a background information, biographic, biographical information on how you got involved in music? When did you begin playing trumpet and how did you pick the trumpet as your uh, as your instrument? Sure. Well, I grew up in the Chicagoland suburbs and I started on the cornet. And I was inspired by my two older brothers who played trombone and horn. And I actually really wanted to play the horn because it's such a beautiful instrument and sound. And my brother would not let me. So I decided to pick the trumpets. And our first teacher that we had uh, was a horn player. And he convinced my parents to have me start on the cornet because it's a little bit smaller. It has like a more rounded tone. And I'm really grateful that he did that because I think that really influenced my lifelong sound to have a more darker sound concept rather than the bright sound of the trumpet. And so my first years, I was listening to a horn player demonstrate and then mimicking that on the cornet. And I think that really did uh, influence my sound to, to this day. And then from there, I just kept practicing and was a member of Chicago Youth Symphony and uh, went to the Curtis Institute of Music for undergrad and then Yale School of Music. And then from there, it's, you know, every every decade has its different path. Yeah. So in terms of um, additional, you know, in addition to your performances this season, uh, I heard, I mean, I was looking at your uh, bio, you will be recording your first solo album with the full orchestra Basically, the one you just spoke about, the Chicago Symphony Youth Symphony Orchestra, which will feature Trumpet Concerti of Living Composers. Can you explain to us, to the listeners, a little bit about the project, uh, how it came about, what gave you the idea for that great project, and uh, how do you prepare for a recording session versus a live concert performance? Sure. So this has a, been a dream of mine for a long time. I have two solo albums out now that I organized and funded myself through Summit Records. And when I was dreaming of recording with a full symphony, I approached Sadie Records in Chicago and uh, put in a proposal and they accepted it. And so I've been working with Jim Ginsberg and his team to make this album happen. And we've already recorded the Vivian Fung Concerto last year. And we have two more recording chunks to finish the album. And the, ne the next session is actually next week. And uh, I'm just very excited to be able to work with uh, my former youth orchestra. And Alan Tinkham is a wonderful conductor with lots of energy. And uh, we're just very excited to be able to put these new 
concertos on an album. And these are composers that I feel very passionate about, including Rena Esmail and Vivian Fung, Clarice Assad, just to name a few. And um, yeah, we're just, this is a dream of mine for a long time. And the album is due, slated to be released, I believe, on June 7th. That's terrific. Great. And then for the performers with the WFSO, you will be performing one of those pieces because you just mentioned it, I assume, uh, Bohemian Queen. Uh, yes. By Clarice Assad, uh, as well as obviously you're performing the Artunian Concerto for Trumpet and Orchestra. How do you approach a newly commissioned piece compared to a staple in the repertoire that you've just performed numerous times? You know, the, the ones that that everyone, all the concerti that people associate with trumpet versus a new work that was written either specifically for you or a work that you're um, that hasn't been performed much. So the practice habits are essentially the same. I do a lot of mental run-throughs, a lot of visualizations, and and also doing the practice of fine-tuning the, the actual music. And our tuning is something that, of course, I have many, many more years of muscle memory built into the piece. Uh, and I've been practicing the piece on and off since I was 14 years old. So there's a long history there. And, and so when I revisit that piece, it's more about I know exactly which parts to jump to first to clean up any you know technical concerns and uh, a lot of the the practicing I can do is 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 mental because I've played the piece so many times physically that I can trust that that work uh, and then the newer concerto Clarice's piece I've also had a handful of performances so it's becoming more and more familiar each time that I play it and. Uh, but yeah, the process is, is pretty much the same. You know, you have the, the measures that you really want to fine tune and make sure that they're strong. And then there's the endurance aspect of it, which is also a lot of it's more mental than you would think. But it's, you know, the trumpet is a physical instrument and we need to pace ourselves and be able to practice the concertos in their entirety. And I find that practicing things at half speed, that helps me build the endurance part of it the most rather than just trying to run it at speed over and over again. And so that's that's my practice tactics. But a lot of it is like visualizing myself on a stage and going through the piece in my mind, you know, that mental practice is so, so important and strong. Yeah. Um, and then in addition to all of that, in addition to your performances as a, as a solo player, you are also a professor at uh, Shenandoah Conservatory. Uh, and but you also hold residencies at many other universities and have a full season, obviously, of performances on your schedule. Um, how are those residencies different from your teaching full-time teaching position uh, at Shenandoah Conservatory? And how do you balance all of these different facets of your career, teaching, performing, and touring? So I find that they're all very much tied together. First of all, I'm very organized. I have a, a life spreadsheet that outlines everything for the year. So I don't miss anything because there's a lot of things that I'm juggling. Uh, a lot of the residencies that I give are through my brass quintet, Sarah Brass, and we're currently celebrating our 10th anniversary season. And so our residency looks like usually like two to three days at a university visiting where we give master classes and we usually end the residency with a performance. And I have a couple of solo residencies as well. And they're usually just, you know, like one to three days. And I'm visiting with the students and hearing a few people play, coaching some chamber groups uh, and things like that. And some talks on entrepreneurship. And uh, my students at Shenandoah Conservatory, I have 16 students. 
And, um, so it is a full-time job that I'm balancing with the full-time touring. And it's, it's very common to see that with some university teachers who are performers balancing the teaching career and the performance part of it. And so I don't typically do very long tours. I typically go out for like four days and then I come back and I teach my students. And, um, so there's like definitely, I've had to make that adjustment in my calendar. Like I used to go away for six weeks. Now I have to make sure that I, I obviously can't do that if it's not summer. Um, so yeah, it's just all about the balance, the work life balance and, uh, making sure that that stays, uh, not too crazy. It's hard it's, as a musician, it's tough. You know, we have to say no to some things, but, uh, I try to make sure that the projects that I'm most passionate about get first dibs in the calendar. And my dream is becoming a, full-time concerto soloist it's what I'm most passionate about and I also love chamber music too so it's you know balancing the love of everything well that's terrific we're really really looking forward to having you with us uh performing these two uh, concerti um and I you know I can't wait uh for for the for the opportunity to perform those two pieces with you thank you very much for joining us today Mary it was just a pleasure to speak with you and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person very very soon Join us on January 20th for a wonderful concert that will feature Mary, Mary Elizabeth Bowden performing Clarice Assad's Bohemian Queen and Arturian, Artunian's Concerto for Trumpet, as well as William Tell's Overture and Shostakovich's Ninth Symphony. Tickets are available now by visiting our website and by calling the WFSO office. Also, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you can get new, new episodes as soon as they are released. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Music, hosted by Fouad Fakuri of the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra. To check out more information about upcoming concerts and to purchase concert tickets, visit our website at www.wfso.org. That's wfso.org. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and on behalf of all the symphony orchestra, I'm Tim Williamson wishing you all the best, and we look forward to seeing you next time.